It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. And welcome to your Cheap Trick Podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and as always, I'm joined by BJ. Hi, BJ. Hello, hello. Cheap Trick, man. I, I, uh, I, I don't have enough to say about Cheap Trick. Responsible for popularizing what's known as power pop, they should be number one. Every person in that band had his own thing, but when they came together, they made incredible rock music and some of the catchiest songs you'll ever hear. Cheap Trick was just like music that makes you want to like pump your fists in the air and be like, all right, rock and roll. Cheap Trick were just an amazing pop band. They were the first band that really got me into what I consider to be great pop rock. Rick Nielsen's whole vibe on stage, he was a complete madman. He's got five neck guitars. He's got a guitar that's shaped like him. Man, that takes balls. Just come out and be like, that's right, what? I play myself. So... They're just, just classic rock band, and the songs were really good. Surrender was everything that you wanted to hear in a teenage rock song. You know what I'm saying? It was so good. We're Cheap Trick, and we'll see you next time around. Today's episode, we're focusing on one of the greatest mysteries of all time. Why is the Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Are you ready? 
isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? BJ, something tells me you have something to say about this. There's clearly a bias against hard rock and heavy metal mm -hmm. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I mean, that's really the only reason. If you look on their website, it says, the idea is to recognize the contributions of those who have had a significant impact on the evolution, development, and perpetuation of rock and roll. That describes many hard rock and metal artists, but if you have no respect for hard rock and heavy metal or don't think it has merit as a part of the history of rock and roll, that's the only way to, that you could rationalize the fact that a band like Judas Priest or the most obvious one, Deep Purple, aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because, you know, what bands have had a more significant impact on the evolution, development, and perpetuation of rock and roll than bands like Deep Purple and Judas Priest? But if you just dismiss hard rock and metal, you know, and don't even include them in the history of rock and roll, then that's the only way you could leave those bands out. So that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does. And I suppose Cheap Trick are also too closely tied to hard rock and metal, even though Cheap Trick are one band that they straddle the line, so they are highly respected, even by these rock intelligentsia people. You know, they're too busy inducting Run DMC or, or whatever, or Donna Summer. I mean, tell me or Madonna. how Donna Summer was involved in the evolution, development, and perpetuation of rock and roll. And, and they talk about how important influence is. Their originality, impact, and influence have changed the course of music, music history. All right, does that describe Donna Summer? I mean, give me a break, you know? Not to take anything away from Miss Summer or Madonna or Run DMC or any of the other acts that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to me, I, I look at it as I don't begrudge anyone else being in there. I, I begrudge bands like Deep Purple, who wrote THE Rock and Roll guitar riff. I mean, almost every kid, when she or he are learning how to play guitar, will figure out Smoke on the Water. I mean, come on. How can they not be in there already? That, that just right. blows my mind. It's, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. Like, I don't begrudge anyone else either, but if you look at what, whatever they claim are the criteria, and then you compare people they've put in to people they have not, it just shows how biased they are against a certain you know, sphere of rock and roll, which is hard rock and heavy metal. And they just have zero respect for that. Just a huge, huge part of the history of rock and roll. But for some reason, Guns N' Roses and Metallica always get a pass from everybody. Though They're the only two bands that, for some reason, are deserve the respect of, of these people. And then everything else is just dismissed.
I mean, if you're looking at the history of rock and roll and you're going to leave out even bands like Def Leppard and Bon Jovi, it's ridiculous. But they don't have any respect for those bands, apparently. So it's just a matter of taste and, you know, this bias that they have against that kind of music. Well, let's take a look at them as an influence. You've got Nirvana, Metallica, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pantera, Smashing Pumpkins, Enough is Enough, our good friend Steve from Danger Danger. I mean, there's so many bands that cite Cheap Trick as an influence. While a tour of Japan often comes at the end of an American rock band's career, this next quartet demonstrated how rocking overseas can be a great place to start. This next one is the first song on our new album. I think Cheap Trick have all of the essential elements of great entertainment of any sort. They're genuine. That is, they don't pull their punches at any point. I think that Surrender is probably one of the best rock songs ever written. Have it on eight track, play it in the car, live at Budokan. There are moments of rage and ugliness and power in their music, but there are also things about it that are genuinely pretty and elegant. He says they have this wacky combination that Rock's never seen before. You got the two good-looking guys, and then you got the two other guys, and he says this combination is going to work. And he was right. And joining us in our discussion on Cheap Trick and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a gentleman. Please introduce yourself. Hey, this is Colin Gall. I've known, played with the band Watershed my whole life, but once a year I have a side project, and the name of that band is Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So you're perfect for this episode. Yeah, it seems about, it seems right. First, let's talk a tiny bit about your band Watershed. Let's, for anybody that knows them. Yeah, you know, we've been around for a long time, and you know, if there's further reading, there's actually a book that came out about us. I didn't write it, called Hitless Wonder, and it was a bestseller, and uh, Joe A. Strike, who's in Watershed, wrote it great rock and roll book and i'm not just saying that it's a great great book and it got great reviews and cheap tricks kind of a featured band in it because we started our band after uh, seeing them play columbus ohio on the bus ride home we vowed we were going to start a rock band and get signed to epic records and eventually that's kind of what happened and so, how old you know, were you then when you saw them got kind of seventh grade sixth grade back in columbus ohio so wow. you know that was a big big moment in life i mean when you when you model yourself after somebody like that and even just last year, Watershed went down and played with Cheap Trick down in Myrtle Beach. Uh, we don't get out and tour as much as we used to for a whole bunch of reasons. But yeah, I've spent my whole life doing original music and, you know, just a huge Cheap Trick fan. Tell us about your band and how that got formed, your side project. And uh, what's it called again? The name of the band is Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And that's the <laughs> actual name of the band. Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
So I the, love it. I had the idea about three years ago because you know it's bothered me for a long time. I mean, I'm a baseball fan too, and there's a passage I've written about, and I think it might be in Hitless Wonder too that if Cheap Trick were from New York City, they'd already be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, all the things they've accomplished, the records they've sold. I mean, the credibility, the, you know, working with whether it's George Martin or Todd Rundgren or Steve Albini, I mean, they'd have a statue to these guys in Central Park if they were from New York City. And it's kind of like that old baseball bias, how like Yankees get in the Hall of Fame first, but like guys from the Midwest always have to wait. So, uh-huh. you know, it bothered me. And I, I decided to start a band called Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And I booked the gig before I even had a band. I just called the Beastland Ballroom in Cleveland and I wanted it to be in Cleveland because we're based out of Columbus, but that's where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. So once a year, we play a show on the day of the induction ceremony as Wise and Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's always a free show, and the only deal is the band gets a little beer, and they got to put the name on the marquee, because we really just want to draw, you know, draw attention to it. It's really cool when a person's driving by the venue, they see... Why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why isn't Cheap Trick... In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's that's yeah. quite a band. Do you, now, do you you have T-shirts and stuff like that? We do have a shirt. Why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know, and it's touchy. I don't want to start selling a whole bunch of Cheap Trick shirts, but this year we're playing the afternoon show, April 18th in Cleveland, because the actual ceremonies in Cleveland that night. We are selling. By the time this airs, the it'll be over. But we're selling shirts that say Why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and all the proceeds from the shirts go to pay for a full ad in a Cleveland paper. Which of course says, "Why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?" So, hmm. you know, it's something we have fun with. We we play a bunch of Cheap Trick covers, and you know, it's it's just a it's a fun thing, and we get you know good good little bit of press stirred up, and uh, you know, it, and, and it's a positive thing. I know with the Rock Hall, there's this whole wing of people that are negative about it or whatever. And to me, I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it's fun. I like all kind of museums. Who wouldn't like a Rock and Roll museum? I just think it'd be a better museum if Cheap Trick were in there. So that's really kind of our point. So, you know, we I enjoy the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is not a negative about them. I just think it's time to get Cheap Trick in there. It's way overdue. So what was your favorite Cheap Trick record? I would say Dream Police is probably um, my favorite record. And in fact, I, you know, if people are interested, I, I, I rank probably the thing will be on my grave is I rank every Cheap Trick song ever recorded. Mm. And you can go to Pencil Storm and search My Obsession. And I have every song, one through 160. It's like 50 pages long. It's so long and all these links. But I think officially on there, I say Dream Police is the best record. Because I think it's got the right mix of pop and dark and everything. So I think that's the best record. Um, I like the latest. I'm not saying it's the second best record, but I think it shows another reason Cheap Trick should be in the rock hall is they're still a functioning band, still making good records. And that's got to count for something. You would think, but uh, I, I, as a Kiss fan as well as a Cheap Trick fan. It was a difficult time uh, when, when when Kiss got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and actually caused huge division in the fans. And uh, let's, let's hope that when Cheap Trick is put in, and I'm going to be positive about this, when it, when it does happen, that it kind of unites everybody. I, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, you know, I, you know, who knows exactly what's going on there, but it seems like there's enough love still around that you know, let's. I guess they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. Um, and another reason I think, you know, Kiss has kind of got it made. You know, their Kiss are huge. For Cheap Trick, you know, this would have this would help them too. I mean, they deserve this love being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I hear some Cheap Trick fans be like, "Oh, it doesn't matter." You know, it does matter. It matters, and it matters for their following and their legacy. Um, I think it would really impact Cheap Trick more than a band like Kiss. 
you know, because Kiss is just, you know, they're enormous. Cheap Trick's a big group, but they're not on that level. So I think there's real tangible positives for the band itself to get in the Rock Hall. Now, you've mentioned that you've played with the guys before. What was that like? It was amazing. I mean, I used to go wait around backstage, you know, like every other kid. This is back probably in the late 80s and, you know, try to meet them and uh-huh. go see them. And then eventually we, we did some shows with them. And, um, you know, Rick, we were playing in Indianapolis with them and BTO. And he called us in and sat us down. And it was kind of like, I can't believe you guys pulled this off because he kind of knew we were these kids hanging around. And then, you know, we did different shows here and there through the years. Uh, but, you know, one of my favorite things about the guys, and it's I'd love them anyway, but they're really good guys. Like when we played with them, when we played our hometown of Columbus, Ohio with them one time when we were young, all four of them came out, hung out all night. And they were doing that to be gracious. They're very gracious. Um, you know, and that and that 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 influences a young musician you know, to me. That's how you want to be. That's how you want to act, because that's how my heroes acted. They were really cool and down to earth. And even just last time, we were lucky enough to jump on a bill with them because it worked out you know robin came up and said hi and we went down and talked to rick and he asked about you know what's going on and he they'd read the book hitless wonder and they thought that was cool and the wise and cheap trick and you know people and i know you would know this if you've been around a lot of rock bands this is not normal behavior you know what i mean they don't go out of their way to be nice to a band that's opening up for you just one night and we wouldn't ask them you know we're just we're you know we're the opening band we've done enough touring but i think you know that's something that sets sets them apart it's just kind of their midwesternness or whatever it is and uh you know that just makes me want it for them even more because i just think they're good people every one of these songs that we're playing today to me says why cheap trick should be in the rock and roll hall of fame uh do you have a favorite live track of theirs you know it's funny i think what's really grown on me and once again i know i'm referencing my list it's called my obsession the cheap trick song rankings but speak now live it's just something i can see why they covered it i can see why they put it on their first record it's such a uniquely cheap trick song um you know it's so strange and it's this terry reed cover so i would say off the top of my head that's my favorite live version the way the bass and the drums and everything works together and it's so quirky you know we we covered that song with wise and cheap trick in the rock and roll hall of fame and you know, it just it's just so interesting and weird. It's just the arrangement that they would gravitate and put that on their first record and then the live version is so much fun. Last night we had a bunch of requests to do a bunch of songs and we had another one time. So we're gonna do a bunch of those songs again tonight. If you don't mind. The first one starts with Tom on the bass.
having said that, if you push me today, I'd say Gun to Raise Hell Live might be the high water mark for them and maybe the high water mark in rock and roll history. I think Gun to Raise Hell Live, like even like the Music for Hangovers version, uh-huh. is maybe the best thing ever done by anyone. So if that's a strong enough statement for you. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if we play a little longer tonight. Uh... I think we've been in your uh, living rooms before. Yes, yes, yes. It's nice to be back for a third time right at the Capitol Theater. In the middle of something there. Well, you know, we're promulgating your esoteric cogitations and uh, articulating your superficial sentimentalities, amicable philosophical and psychological observations. Beware of the 1980s. Oh, man.
Okay. You know, it's just so heavy and it's so hard and only Robin can, I don't think any other band could do that song. And we're, we do it and you know, it's hard. And, but I mean, there's something about that power of the way they do it. And it's the same thing. It's such a, such a Rick Nielsen tune. It's so quirky and the way they deliver, it's just phenomenal. So what kind of people show up at a at a band's show where the band is called... Why isn't Chief Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why isn't Chief Trick in the Rock and Roll yeah, Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, is it just people come off the street, and or is it mostly Cheap Trick fans? You, you know, who do it's, you draw? It's mostly, it's 90% Cheap Trick fans. You know, you know, we're based out of Columbus, Ohio, so, you know, that's, that's Cheap Trick country, you know, so... It's a free show. I mean, you know, it's Friday night. We get, you know, because of the Watershed Connections, we get pretty good press and stuff. We can get the word out. And, you know, who doesn't want to go watch a show of all free Cheap Trick covers? You know, I mean, it's just kind of a a bonding thing. Um, You know, in Cleveland, you know, it's a little different because we don't live up there. And like I said, this year we're playing in the afternoon. It's record store day. So, you know, kind of all bets are off. I don't know who's going to come out in the afternoon, but it, it might very well be packed. And we have an opening band called Teenage Fan Club Fan Club, and they do that with us every year. So it's just it's just kind of a fun way for Cheap Trick fans to get together. There there might be a few young hipsters that show up because they don't really know what's going on. But by and large, it's it's a bunch of beer-drinking Cheap Trick fans. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no, with that no. at all. Those are my people. So is there any way that people can order the the band shirt, Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?, online absolutely if you go to my website it's pencil storm like a storm of pencils pencilstorm.com it's right on the front page up until uh, april 18th and then if you just go on amazon and google why isn't cheap trick in the rock and roll hall of fame the shirt will come up and i have a local shirt guy he just makes them to order you know they're cool shirts who doesn't want to wear that shirt you know and then we try to direct any money that's made from it goes back into advertising the, the cause because once again the shows are always free it's a labor of love just guys that are trying to support cheap trick excellent and what are all your websites? And please give us the date and time of the performance. Okay, this year, Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will be performing twice. Friday, April 17th at Ace of Cups in Columbus, Ohio, night show, free. And then the next day, we're doing a matinee show for um, Record Store Day at the Beachland Ballroom in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, doors are at 1 o'clock. Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will be on probably 2.30. And our opening act both days is Teenage Fan Club Fan Club. And, uh, you know, the ceremony's in Cleveland later that night, so uh, we know we're hoping maybe we get some people out in the afternoon, get some local press, and we're just trying to find the answer to the question, why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, it seems like somebody's got to know the answer. Love it. I think we're going to have to make you guys one of our Cheap Talk house bands, you know. Oh, well, There's you so know, I, cool I mean, let's, let's face it. Like I say, we're Cheap Trick covers that make you long for the real Cheap Trick. I mean, it's it's not easy to pull those songs off. I mean, I, I get stuck singing them. Uh, we're lucky enough that our drummer, Herb, who's the original drummer in Watershed, he really knows how to ride that snare like Bunny Carlos. And that's a real secret ingredient, um, you know, a cheap trick is you got to ride that snare. You can't just play it straight. Uh-huh. And and then our bass player has been concocting a Tom Peterson-esque sound for for three years. So, I don't you know, it's you know, it's hard. It's hard to come anywhere close to cheap trick because they're so great at what they do. Why is it cheap trick?
Well, Colin, I want to thank you for being on Cheap Talk, and I also want to thank you for your efforts to help drive notoriety to the fact that Cheap Trick are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they definitely should be, and we just want to support you and all the fans out there that want to see this happen, and thank you for being on our show today. Hey, well, you know, I really enjoy the show. Keep up the good work, and I want to say to all those people out there working on behalf of Cheap Trick, let's all work together. It's, it's not about us, it's about them, and let's have fun doing it. I think everybody should use the hashtag induct cheap trick. We'll help spread the word. Hashtag induct cheap trick. One word. This is Colin Gow from the band Why Isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Cheap Talk.
Well, let's talk about not necessarily just their influences, but what about the the millions of fans and the people that have seen them play? And I mean, there's there's no real harder gigging band than Cheap Trick on that on their level. You know what I'm saying? And you look at the music; it's just insane to think that they're not there. The great thing is, though, is that there are a lot of wonderful people out there, like Patricia Zander, who is now going by the name of Patricia Ceneros on Facebook. She's got her group, and there's a lot of really cool things going on Facebook-wise. There's there's a Facebook page called Induct Cheap Trick into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Another <laughs> page called the official induct cheap trick street team so and I know that Patricia is part of that as well and then we have our little thing that we kinda kicked off we want everybody just to simply do this whenever you tweet or you know on Facebook or Instagram or whatever just simply hashtag induct cheap trick hashtag induct cheap trick just one word induct cheap trick and we've started a little Facebook group called Hashtag and Duck Cheap Trick. And it's just cool because you can click on the link and you'll see a bunch of very cool posts that people have made, whether it's pictures of the band or, you know, why isn't Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, isn't it, BJ? Yeah, yeah. So we want to encourage people to get on Facebook and do a search for Induct Cheap Trick, and one of those three pages will pop up at some point. But we'd like to thank everybody who's part of all of this, because I know people like Bill Tollies and Ali Velestein and Sherry Wyatick, Mike Hayes, Stephanie Stewart Morgan, Matt Cassane, everybody on the Cheap Talk Facebook page. There's so many great people out there that really care about this band and, and are, are doing a lot of things to try and help this happen. Dean, can you, can you honestly tell me that you forgot? Forgot the magnetism of Robin Zander or the charisma of Rick Nielsen? That's kid stuff. Kid stuff? How about the tunes? I want you to want me. The dream police. Da -da 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 -da. Your mama's all right. Your dad is all right. But just seem a little bit weird. Surrender. Can I talk to you for a sec? Well, now, St Stacy, I'm doing business. I, I can't really rationalize why they've left Cheap Trick out because you can see why, you can see the bias against hard rock and metal, but Cheap Trick have transcended that. You know, everybody loves Cheap Trick. Look, they just put Green Day in. You know, Cheap Trick's probably their favorite band. Right. Or one of them. And yeah, well, I, you I always mean, see Billy Joe Armstrong with a Cheap Trick shirt on. I mean, it's, yeah, it's why, not that uncommon. I don't understand why they're in such a hurry to put like Green Day in. Green Day can wait five or ten years. What's the hurry? Uh, right now, they could be putting in Deep Purple and all the other bands like MC5, you know, uh, Scorpions, New York Dolls, Badfinger, Thin Lizzy, you know, Motorhead. Like Randy Rhodes is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? But they could put it. They could put Ozzy Osbourne's the Ozzy Osbourne Band or Blizzard of Oz or whatever they want in there. To think that Randy Rhodes is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just a travesty, right? And they're busy. They're in such a hurry to put Green Day in when you know what's the hurry? Nothing against Green Day. I like Green Day. I'm a. I'm, so do I. I like Green Day as well. But I, what is the big hurry to put them in when well, the, the, these other bands have been waiting decades? The, the, you know, obviously. Bands like Deep Purple and, you know, MC5 and these bands have been eligible for decades. 
So what's the big hurry to put Green Day in when you still haven't put MC5 in? It's just ridiculous. And then I always pick on Bonnie Raitt, but I think Bonnie Raitt is the perfect example of the kind of artist that they put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that just doesn't make any sense when you look at the list of people that they have not put in. Because what is her influence or her impact? It's just, what is it? I mean, I was just looking at Bonnie Raitt's discography, and if you look at her modestly successful stuff from the late 70s, early 80s, she didn't write any of the songs. Mm-hmm. They're just all covers. And then her two albums, the only two albums she had that were hits, are just innocuous adult contemporary music, which, again, she didn't write most of the songs. Her most successful album from 91, there were 10 different guitar players on that record besides her. You know, she doesn't write the songs, and all her albums have 20-plus musicians playing on them. What is Bonnie Raitt's significance or influence? There's zero, zilch, nothing. But she fits their taste. She fits the taste of the people that are making these decisions. Agreed. I mean, you take a look at how this band is talked about by musicians, and we're talking about people like Joey Ramone, Gene Simmons, Joe Perry, Angus Young, Foo Fighters, uh, even current bands like Kings of Leon, and uh, from all genres. It, it, just, it just makes no sense to me. Why is the Cheap Trick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Hashtag induct Cheap Trick.
I don't know if people realize, but Jan Wenner himself was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, and, uh, now, now, what was his hit song? <laughs> and I also don't know if. Wait a second! Know, wait but... a second! Wait, was he a bass player or? <laughs> no, he was a drummer. No, he. Oh, he was a guy who wrote some articles about a band. You know, all, all Jan Wenner did was was start a magazine copying another magazine. But if you look on at the Rock Roll Hall of Fame website, it says that uh, prior to Rolling Stone, coverage of rock and roll was largely patronizing. Well, <laughs> patronizing <laughs> is a pretty good word to describe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Cheap Trick have a better chance of getting in than a lot of the other bands that deserve to be in, just because they do have more respect, and you know, it seems like they are viewed as having more artistic credibility or whatever than, you know, bands like Blue Oyster Cult or, you know, Scorpions or a lot of other bands that really deserve to be in there that probably never will be. I think Cheap Trick have a better shot than, than those those bands do. I mean, they're never going to put Journey in, right? So, yeah, I would love to see Journey get in there. but I would too. I would too. I don't know, BJ. It makes me sad. But, you know, I mean, I don't want to say fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you? No, I mean, in theory, I like it because rock and roll is, you know, a huge cultural achievement and a, an amazing art form that, you know, we should, America should be proud of and should want to have some something like this. I do like the idea of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in theory. Um, just unfortunately, the way they run it, they're just snobs. It's sad, but I guess that they've become what they used to fight against, huh? Exactly, yes. So Rock and Roll Hall of Fame from Ken and BJ of Cheap Talk, from all the millions of people that have seen Cheap Trick live, and all the people that have bought their albums, get your head out and uh, wake up to the fact that there's a bigger world out there and make this happen. And get Deep Purple in there too. As a matter of fact, I think Deep Purple and Cheap Trick should go in the same year. I'll take that. You know, then they could get Rainbow in. Yes. Because <laughs> it's ludicrous that, yeah, you know, Ronnie James Dio is not in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame in any way. Very um, strange. Very strange. Hashtag induct cheap trick. Hashtag induct cheap trick. All right. Well, we will see you on the next episode of Cheap Talk, and hopefully that'll be sooner than we think. Thank you for listening, and hashtag induct cheap trick. We'll see you. Hashtag induct cheap trick. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. Holy shit, Leon Russell they've got in there. <laughs> That's fucking assholes. <laughs> Hashtag induct cheap trick. Hashtag induct cheap trick. That's fucking assholes. That's fucking assholes. That's fucking assholes. As you can see, Rick is holding up eight and a half fingers. As you can see, Rick is holding up eight and a half fingers. 
as you can see, Rick is holding up eight and a half fingers. <laughs> These fucking assholes. Hello, hello. We should do Robin's solo album. Who could we? Hello, hello. We should do Robin's solo album. Who could we? Hello, hello. We should do Robin's solo album. Who could we? Well, I think we got everything we need. Uh, well, I think we got everything we need. Uh, well, I think we got everything we need. Uh, I want to get together and do elephants fucking. I want to get together and do elephants fucking. I want to get together and do elephants fucking. Bye.